Welcome to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast, starring your mom's house. Oh, wait, shit, wrong one. Uh, hey, I'm Dustin. No, I'm Drew. Hi, Drew. And we're here with Austin Buckiner <laughs> and Trevor Holder. <laughs> this is episode, we're going to trash Austin for his wedding. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, yes. Today to uh, announce the death of Austin's bachelorship again. <laughs> Once more. <laughs> Once more. One day. Um. So the idea we kind of came up with was rather than have Austin really be a part of the conversation was let's just roast the shit out of him and tell the most embarrassing stories about him Um. before his wedding. And... So while Austin's still on mic, we got <laughs> we got we got um, Drew and Dustin here. Hey, hey! And so the idea is, we're just gonna go around, either tell embarrassing stories or, or uh, you know, just make fun of Austin. You're like tell time. embarrassing stories, or just tell really any story. But like, <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I know me better than anybody else in this room. Fucking, they're the exact same thing. They're all yeah, the exact right. same thing. <laughs> hey, you remember that one time you fucked off? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. you were going to name a person. I was like, nope. damn, nope. all right, we're going nope, strong. Nope, 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 nope. I guess uh, we can start there. Oh. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what? hey. Okay. Time out. Both of you have, uh, this is why Austin didn't show up to my wedding. Uh, similar, stories. similar stories. Wait, wait, wait. Do we have the is same that story? A, is that what we're going with? <laughs> Probably... <laughs> okay. I'm going to cut this part, but we probably shouldn't tell all the details of that story. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Uh, okay, so um, the plan was, since we were in college, as like, if, if and when I get married, you will be the best man at my wedding. And, and vice versa. And one of us held up the deal. so i graduate and i I move into that that portion of my life where i'm like i'm ready to get married we're gonna settle down and i gotta start looking at wedding parties and and austin hey gonna be my best man and then he fucks off (laughs) into the great unknown and I don't hear from him, I don't know, what, a year, maybe? Probably about a year. And so I have to go through the whole arduous reorganization of my entire wedding party based around a bunch of people that I really don't talk to. Like, now, specifically, I haven't talked to any of these guys that were the part of my wedding party for six years, maybe. Uh, yeah. Because the person that I 
had based my being my best man around, decided that he was more busy getting that P-U-S-S-Y than being my best man. And so the wedding comes around and I'm everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, what, three weeks before my wedding and finally I hear from this motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, you know, getting married. And he goes, oh, uh, I plan on coming. I go, oh, now you plan on coming? Cool. Um, I That would have been nice to know six months ago when I first invited you <laughs> and was going to have you be my best man because now you're not. I have somebody else. And he goes, who else going to be there? I go, well, I've invited someone you knew and she's coming with a mutual friend of ours. Of course it's a she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Wait. was it was a former Wait. love interest. Is this yes, who I oh, it is exactly who you know. No. Drew. This is when this happened. This is when this happened. Uh yes. And he, so <laughs> wedding day comes and Austin and the current fling show up and she who it wasn't a fling it was a five-year relationship <laughs> well i'm calling it a fling because of the way it ended but um because you flung his feelings out the door yeah he shows up and there, there's so much like unspoken tension in in my in in the reception hall they're like <laughs> on the opposite sides and oh, it's no. this guy with this ex they're hanging out and then there's austin and his girlfriend at the time and they're hanging out and i'm trying to juggle this whole dynamic be like okay i gotta be friendly with them but i want to talk to you mm-hmm. it was so you weird. guys ever have to juggle hand grenades before it was it was definitely <laughs> and it ended wasn't it was it you that left first or was no, it? No, they left. Like, they, they, were they, the first, left. they were the last ones to arrive and the first ones to leave. That's right. Yeah, they were super fucking late. They arrived. Okay, so it was an outdoor wedding. Yeah. Um. So everyone turns around, right, to look at the bride as she's walking in. Oh, My beautiful, beautiful wife. Everyone turns around and looks. And then there's Brian and Kristen standing uh, behind her. Yes. And then <laughs> literally left like 15 minutes after dinner. I didn't know if I was supposed to say names. You can so, say names. Yes, but it was... Brian was my roommate in college uh, sophomore year. I'm very And, and I, I mean, that's actually how I met Austin was mm-hmm. through Brian, uh, which that's a whole, that's a whole <laughs> fucking story in itself. But Brian had the hots for Kristen for... Ever for their entire friendship, and finally, when they were no longer together, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna try to swoop in. I'll take her to Dustin's wedding." Such I, a weird power play, too. Dude, he like, did that all the fucking that time. Sounds like it. <laughs> all the time. The guy's a douchebag. Because I would bring him along with me to mm. things like with my friends, yeah. And he tried to hit on my friends while I'm sitting there with him. I'm like, dude. Fuck off. Find some chill. But he decided to bring his ex-girlfriend to my wedding. And uh, that was that was fun. Oh. So, rebuttal. <laughs> I didn't know that was a part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, I'm going to stay silent the whole episode. Wait. I, that was my first, that was my first serious relationship. 
Uh, and so when that ended, though it should have ended years before that, that's not, neither here nor there. <laughs> when it ended, I fucked off on everyone who we were mutual friends with. So like... Clean break. I mean. You... I didn't really talk to you. Yeah. You would... You had fucking college credits and then left early. So like... I'm sorry. You fucking left me alone. My senior year was the fucking worst year of my life because both of you left me simultaneously. True. On the same goddamn day. Yeah, so I just did. fucked off and I didn't talk to anybody, right? And like that was that was the reason. I was like... I was such a piece of shit in that relationship that like everyone's going to side with Kristen and like I'm going to look like the asshole. So I'm just going to clean break and not talk to anybody. Um, yeah. Lo and behold, here, Lo we, and are. Behold, here yeah. we are. 12, 13 years later. And here we are. You know, and in my defense, I fucked off and went to Harley Races Academy. That's right. And then stayed for three months and <laughs> said, no, nope, like, this isn't for me. Here's, here's, the, <laughs> well, here's the thing about that, though, is that. Um, what, like we, it all worked out for the better. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. The, the guy that Kristen met, uh, right after we broke up, and by right after I, we broke up, I mean while we were still while dating, we were together. Uh, like they have two kids and they're still together. Like mm-hmm. fifteen years later. Yep. It's so, like it all worked out for her. Fun story. Well, not fun. I follow her on Instagram, and her and her Same, hu- bud. her and her <laughs> husband are opening up a coffee shop in yeah. Saint Joe. See, yeah, you, you told me that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I was she's like, doing unbelievable things. She's, Hold on. Yeah. So, so just for context, how many women have you gotten with, broken up with, and they they are still together with the person that they are with? Oh, are you trying to good luck, Chuck? Yeah, no, so good I, luck. <laughs> it's good luck, Buck. Oh. That was very that was, loud. That was well done. And I I'm need sorry. to. He he had to get that joke out because yeah. that was good. Um. Well. Uh. Okay. So in high school, it was it wasn't like stay together forever, but it was like they would date me and we would do nothing physical, and I would be like in love with them. And then Maybe the Sims. very next person that they dated, they lost their virginity to. We didn't do anything, but they like immediately. It was like a two weeks in a date. I would date them for months. <laughs> No nookie cookie. And then the minute they started dating someone else, like... Open the gates. (laughs) Spread eagle. So, so, uh, Shonda Ryan, the very next day, the very next guy she dated, uh, like, lost her virginity. Um, Brie Thaden with Jason Krasik. Um... Kelly Cuning with Sean. Brie and Krasik aren't together, though. No, I'm oh. saying that she lost her virginity to the next guy that she dated. Oh, oh, oh okay. I got you. I got you. Um, then it, when we got in college, uh, I dated a girl very, very briefly, like from high school. And then before I met Kristen, Macy Wiley, the next guy that she dated, she's married to, um, something Henry. Um then Kristen is still together with that guy. Carrie was single for a very, very, very long time. And then she just shotgun wedding, didn't she? Yeah, she did recently. Who? Carrie, Carrie did, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like, on like, like on Halloween. She's having think. a baby? Uh, I don't know if she's having a baby, but she's definitely married now. She just mm-hmm. like randomly got married? Some, yeah. some big guy. Oh, I, I've seen him. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Uh yeah um so Carrie and then well 
Kaylee's not with anybody, but like the very next guy she dated, she had another child with. So I don't know if that counts, but that counts. Yeah. So, yeah. Good things happen to people after they break up with me. Hey, but we're still here. That's right. That's right. Despite so, your best efforts. I just had a rebuttal. That's why I <laughs> yeah. fucked off on everybody. I was uh, in, I would, I didn't feel good about that, uh, that breakup. Again, like I said, it should have happened amicably years before that. And instead it ended horribly yeah. for all of us. Well, and both me and Drew both know her and yeah. we were friends with her. And I say I'm still friends with her. On yeah. Facebook, I mean, it's, so. yeah. She's, she's a sweet girl. She's very a nice, nice person. She's a very yeah. nice person. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's so this you is the, are the, the best. I <laughs> common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say prior to March of 2019, I was the worst person in all of my friendships and relationships. So yeah, that's right. Honesty not, is not, the best. I'm policy. not a great person. I was not a great person. But then, then I found um, the guiding light of Prozac, and uh, we're all we're all better now. And so. love. And love. love. Sweet love. Sweet sweet. Prozac love. plus love. What am what embarrassing story parentheses <laughs> s close parentheses do you have so now that uh dustin told his story here's my story of how austin has uh i just want to time out real quick i don't want to i don't want to butt in but i just want to let you know that um drew invited me to his wedding i rsvp'd immediately i made it on time I, I was actually going to tell that story after every, told every, every, <laughs> so, yeah. everything worked out for the we'll, best there. We'll so. get the shit. We'll so get the shit ones out of the way. If first. you're wondering, if you're wondering which of the three in this room is the best of my friends, it's true. Because oh. I showed up to his wedding. Thanks. Fucker. As scheduled. <laughs> See, this is Austin's redemption arc right here. Yes. Yes. So it's not. Well, let's call it that, I guess. By the end of these stories, it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's some sort of arc. Might be a villain arc. <laughs> so it causes me to go back to therapy. So I, I had a very, I had a very good idea of who I wanted for my groomsmen, and one of the reasons being is because we came up with the idea for my wedding to have it Marvel themed. Yes. And so we needed a certain amount of groomsmen to fulfill that theme. You needed because a brown guy. <laughs> To well, be Shang Chi. Oh, I was the fucking. I was the diversity hire. <laughs> well, we he. needed all the Infinity Stones, and he was one of them. <laughs> he was your Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wait, did you just call him the Yellow Infinity Stone? <laughs> oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? Do you want it? Do you want a better? Everybody else. Ever, so okay. So time out. So we all got these fucking special cufflinks. <laughs> And everyone else, of course, chose white superheroes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I was going to get to that. And I was Black Panther. <laughs> so, so his color was purple. Yeah, my favorite color is yeah, literally purple. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so I was like purple. <laughs> when uh, fucking Black Panther's suit takes damage, it glows purple. It'll be, it'll be great. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. So, so, um... You know, we we hang out a bunch and kind of plan a little and everything. And then um, I, I want to say about a month, right? Probably. Sounds about right, yeah. About a month before the wedding, some things happen. Um, so a month before the wedding, <laughs> it's decided that, like, I'm one of the groomsmen. I'm, I'm not the best man, but, like, 
in proximity. I'm probably the closest that lives to you. Yeah. So it's like on Trevor's side, I'll be doing a lot of the planning. On Heather's side, the maid of honor will be doing all of the planning because proximity-wise, we're all the closest. Yeah. So it's like we decide that, hey, we should all we should all meet up. So I want to preface this by saying I just got done with a work outing where I started golfing at like 7.45 in the morning and I had been drinking an hour before that. So I had been drinking since 6.45. We get, we get done uh, golfing. They pick me up to go drinking some more and at like three in the afternoon and this whole fiasco ends at like 2 a.m. So I just want to preface this by saying I was not in the right state of mind when all of this went down. So, so it's important to note that um, Heather's maid of honor was also my boss at the time. So, so what happened was um, we all go drinking. We all go out to Central Standard, which is right down the road from where we live. Trash. Um, what? Trash. See, I, I love the food there. Trash. Anyway. Garbage. You know the best thing I had that day? Hmm. Raw carrots. <laughs> okay. I like carrots. I mean, when it came out, it probably didn't feel that way. Somebody has opinions. It's, it was awesome. So, so, so Heather ordered a pretzel, and it was like it was more like a ooh. like fucking pizza crust than a pizza Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't really it wasn't, or it anything. wasn't good. Yeah. Anyway, their salads are good. I'll just put it out there. But anyway, getting back to the story. So, um... We all decided to get together probably, I don't know, probably about a couple hours before I got to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, we go out, we eat. And my boss is actively encouraging me, like, oh, you're fine. Go ahead, have some drinks. And, and I have a huge thing about not drinking before work or, or whatnot. Um, so we all have some drinks and everything's great um, up until I have to go to work. So I go to work. Um, Heather, uh, Austin and the maid of honor, um, all go out drinking. And then by the end of the night, uh, after the bars closed and everything, I finish up doing my stuff. And then, uh, because we all drove in the maid of honors vehicle, uh, she was essentially driving us all back to where we need to go. <laughs> and Austin had apparently drank way too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> and while we're going down the interstate I also put a writing instrument in my mouth <laughs> Yeah, he absolutely did that mm-hmm. um, on the way back he was like oh, I'm, not, oh, I'm not feeling good I can't I can't and rolls down the window and proceeds to vomit out the side of her car Dude, as we're was, going down the I interstate I was hanging out of the window waist deep <laughs> he was <laughs> 80 miles an hour he was I'm imagining that so, scene from Hereditary. Uh, yeah. But with Austin's big head instead of that one girl. <laughs> it's just wild amounts of vomit. And so in, in between breaths, he's apologizing to everyone. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, like I had too much. I'm like, it's it's good, man. Don't worry about it. Just get it out. And so um He did. Oh, he did. So the day after, he texts us and goes and he's super embarrassed about by the whole thing he's probably still drunk um and he goes guys i'm sorry i can't i can't do it uh i'm i i can't be a part of the wedding and he leaves a chat 
right? Mm-hmm. And so we're now in panic mode because we already got everyone fitted for Texas. We got everything planned and we needed to find a replacement because if he tells us he's out, then he's out and we need to figure out a replacement. We explained to him, Hey, no worries. We totally understand. Doesn't change. You know, doesn't change anything. Austin misunderstood and took that the wrong way because we had removed him from certain chat groups because he said, I'm out and I'm, and he left groups. Took that the wrong way. Um, blew up, made a big deal about it. Uh, over nothing. It was just like, hey, you got to understand. Like, hey, we got to fix. We, like, we got to fix this. As you do. Um, so we found somebody uh, to replace him. And we honestly didn't talk until like two weeks or a week before the wedding when I showed up at his work and I was like, Hey man, I know it hasn't been great between us with everything, but we still really want you to come. And we had already bought like the groomsman gifts and stuff. So we had gotten him, uh, the cufflinks and the, and the tie clip and everything. He goes, yeah, man. Um, I, I would love to, um, I'll talk to Amy. Uh, I know she's got a thing, so if she doesn't come, then I'll I'll still come. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Wedding comes. He doesn't show. And uh, doesn't necessarily give a reason as to why, but it's kind of a given between the four people involved that night. He was hanging out the side of a car uh, puking. Um, obviously it's all good now, but what if this is where I find out it's not all good (laughs) and you're like, Hey, remember when, uh, I got you fitted for a tux and then you didn't come to my wedding. Well, uh, I'm about to fuck your wedding up. So the end of the story is Austin's Black Panther costume didn't fit anymore and he didn't want to come with no pants on. Okay. Um, I don't know if you and Heather know this or not, but that was not the first time that I met your bridesmaid. Um, we had hung out without the two of you earlier, like a week before, got together super well and decided like, hey, as a cost savings measure, measure, we'll get like a double queen room and we'll just, we'll we'll share a room. So... When I fucked up and pissed her off and was like, you're an emotionless sex robot and you're a fucking terrible person. And like, why the fuck did you bring me here just to be a dick to me? Um, Then she was like, I never want to fucking see you again. And then I was like, okay, well, in my mind, my irrational fucking brain, I was like, she's planning everything. If I'm there and she doesn't want to see me, and it makes her super uncomfortable, then that just puts a lot of like stress on her. And she's basically like handling a, a huge portion of the wedding. So I'm just going to remove myself from the situation so it's not stressful for her. And so it's, since it's not stressful for her, it won't be stressful for Heather and Trevor. So I was like, I'm just going to back away. 
Um, not the smartest of my decisions. Um, but I was trying to, I was trying to make things, uh, easier for the woman besides the bride and groom who had the most responsibility at that wedding. And see, that's understandable. And I, I do get where you're coming from. Like it's understandable, but also you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I knew about that because you tell me everything. Yeah, that's true. That's why we have this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're, you're, my, you're so, my safety blanket. No. Uh, yeah, obviously everything's good now. Obviously not between him and the bridesmaid. Um, you know, I don't know that. I feel like we got along okay at your uh, uh, gender reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But I feel like uh, having, I also feel like I feel you like having my fiance and Kethry between us was probably uh, the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't think you guys are dumb enough to cause an issue at an actual event. No, and I think that in hindsight, had I I shown up to the wedding, I don't think it would have. I mean, we did would have just not talked. Yeah, but um, things ended so poorly. Uh, in that conversation <laughs> at the bar and then what happened like after the bar um, and the text messages between us after after the bar um, that I was like, this is, this is probably best that I just don't be there. But the, 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 the positive I can see from it though is the fact that looking back at it now, while you may have been defensive about feeling justified in how you broke it, uh, how, how you broke things off and, and distance yourself from the wedding and everything like that. You can own up to it now and be like, yeah, I fucked that all. Oh yeah. No, I knew I fucked it up at the time. Um, I do want to say that I have a horrible, like because of that, like I clearly had a, and it was only one, one scenario, one instance, but I had a pretty bad track record with uh, Heather's bridesmaids. <laughs> so imagine my surprise when I started a fucking business with one of your bridesmaids. <laughs> you know. Hi, Kethry. Um Kethry. <laughs> Such a good boy. <laughs> Alright, so you guys haven't heard this because it hasn't come out yet. But by the time that this episode releases, you guys will have heard it. Um I have this like adorable little platon very platonic crush on Catherine. I just think she's a very good person and she is an attractive woman whatever. But um <laughs> I love how you try to downplay it by going Bleh. yeah. Uh she's a quarter Japanese, so that certainly helps uh because all things Japanese. Um but she likes to fuck with me. And so that like there was an entire podcast. She likes to fuck with everyone. Yeah, there's an entire podcast where I'm sitting completely opposite side of the room from her. And she was like, do I make you uncomfortable? And then she was just like, you're such a good boy. And I was just... He turns into fucking jello. It's yeah. ridiculous. I'll, I'll play it for you guys. Look at my surprise face. Yeah. Anyway, so we... Her and I fucking co-produce a podcast together now. So that's going to be fun. And that is the one that I don't get a microphone. So it's just going to be me fucking squirming um, in the corner while they talk just shit about me for hours at a time so it's it's this it's pretty much this yeah it's, this is pretty yeah this is basically just like a like a it's like a episode of meatless mondays but like with more bass 
any embarrassing stories of our friendship? I mean, he's like not really. No, Austin's great. He's fucking he's, awesome. He's, 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 he's a great guy. He's never done wrong to <laughs> no, me. No, thank you, and you're wrong. He's the best person I've ever met. Yeah, ever. Like a really, like a really solid running back. And I uh, that that was gonna be. He's the tallest man in the world. Well, okay, so I I, I, I want to start out by saying like big big schlong. Mm-hmm. Austin does have a big big schlong. No. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> wedding day podcast. Why are we doing, <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> why what 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 are we doing? <laughs> What does anyone get out of lying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, just to counter both of these stories, um, I, so I, I hadn't really heard from Austin in maybe a couple years. And I think it was right around maybe this same time. Um, and I, you know, I started dating Mercedes and, and I proposed and was like, I, I want Austin on the list. And she's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so I, I asked him his address. I send him the invite and we do like, like he said, we get the RSVP back, but I was like, well, I, I haven't really heard from him or seen him in a while. I was like, if he shows, he shows, if he doesn't, he doesn't. And by God, this motherfucker is one of the last or not, not one of the last, but like one of the people I see right before I walk down the aisle. And it was one of my absolute favorite moments of the day that I got to go hug this happy looking bastard with who had Amy on his arm. And I could just tell something was different. Um, Man, I bet that was nice. Right. (laughs) Um, So I, I just, I just wanted to offer the, the, the counter to, um, sorry, sorry guys. Um, but yeah, no, my, my embarrassing story is my f- whole friendship with Austin is built upon a lie. Um, I mean, he, sounds about right. Yeah. That, tra- yeah. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> that, that, that tracks. Uh, no, I, I met Austin in college. I don't know. Did I tell this story during you the did. last one? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How he, I, I put out a sign up sheet for an intramural flag football team because I was a lonely boy. And a lost lonely boy, you might even say. Um, oh, but you don't have to. <laughs> that was right around that time, too, otherwise. <laughs> and I don't know the lyrics. Um, so I put out this sign-up sheet. And I didn't know Austin lived like right next to me in the dorm. I didn't know any of these people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I put out the sign-up sheet. And like first person who signs up is this little asshole. And he comes up, knocks on the door, and he's like, hey, I want to be part of this team. I was a starting running back in high school, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. We're getting some star power right off the bat. Yeah, come to find out, that's a goddamn lie. I don't know. Did, did you actually even play running back in high school? Did no, you actually play football? I didn't even play football. <laughs> you bitch. I ran. The, the closest, it showed. The no, closest actually, thing The closest <laughs> thing he ever did was cross country. And he that's did it. do cross country. That, that's true. I've, I've I love that, that your justification up. is like the closest thing he ever did was the complete opposite sport. <laughs> no, it still requires running. running. I mean, <laughs> just none of the back part. So yeah, no, that's that's we 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 won one game in it the was same by way. Default. Baseball and soccer are the exact same sport because they <laughs> both involve running. Do you know what brain surgery is? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. I've seen a picture of brain plenty of times. <laughs> brain got a poop. Oh. T to the minus. Brain got a shit. 
<laughs> they just don't know about Pangea. <laughs> Rick, go hard. <laughs> Did we say something about Pangea? Yeah. Sorry. It's oh, an inside joke. Good. You guys aren't Little Dicky fans? Wow. <laughs> I don't know who Little Dicky is. I know who Young Gravy is, oh. though. Oh. <laughs> That's not the same. That's, That's not, not the same. I mean, they're both white. Here's the, th- here's the thing. Um, the I'm, deep, I'm trying deep, to I'm trying to side. figure the 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 good anal- analogy. Um, Kanye West was wrong. Jews are awesome. <laughs> I concur. Yes, yes. <laughs> Little Dicky's my favorite Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that out there. Nice. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was your nickname, Little Dicky. <laughs> What's that? I uh, thought that was your nickname, uh, Lil Dicky. I was not picking up what you were putting down. I thought you were like, I thought your nickname was Favorite Jew. <laughs> oh, that's 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 not right. <laughs> I don't I don't think you could say that. Oui. You don't you eat too much salty meat for that. <laughs> uh. Okay, it almost, wait. it almost makes me wonder if there's any Jewish rappers named Lil Kosher. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, there definitely is somewhere. <laughs> I want to listen to that. Baby Yamaka. <laughs> dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. <laughs> Lil Sabbath. Do <laughs> you think there's a, a Jewish porn star called Ash Wednesday? Uh, oh. I don't know, Trevor. Pull up your OnlyFans. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah. Let's fucking tell embarrassing wedding weekend stories about you, Trevor. <laughs> Look, we've already talked about that on uh, the cherry. <laughs> so I, I told this story on Facebook briefly, but so um, the last, what, do you remember Laura Widmer? Yeah, I think so. So she was a she was a professor of journalism at Northwest Missouri State yep. University. She's yep. my she's my college advisor, and I love her, and I still talk to her to this day. And she knows that I have a podcast, and I'm super interested in podcasts and, and wanting to develop new podcasters um, and, and and basically help them out, much like I'm doing with Kathy and Heather and Melanie. Is she and a so professor she, of sexy time now. What? I don't know. We went from OnlyFans to talking about your professor. No, 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 no. She's old. That took a turn. Well, hey, old. hey, hey, hey. Old well, people can be sexy can't too. Just, uh, you can't just Ageism. change tones like I'm that. I'm getting to the point. Okay. Wait a minute. We're talking about uh, fucking Jewish rapper names. Uh, and you said Lil, and it made me think of something. So I was judging this. Uh, I was, at first, I judged a, a collegiate podcast, and then I judged a high school podcast competition. And then I judged the best of college competition. So super, super high level. So when I say high level, it's either like just unbelievable interviews with like prominent people from, you know, D1 colleges, like former alumni or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or you get this rare comedy podcast where like the, the host is really, really funny and jokes around with their guests. And it's awesome. One podcast I'm listening to, they, he said something the guest said something, and he's like, I'm anemic. And no, then the, no. the host goes, oh, little iron levels. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, god damn it. Uh, the future of comedy is in uh, great hands. <laughs> and now I'm sad. 
Um, other <laughs> embarrassing stories. I'm sorry, I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm l- looking at the snow outside right now. I know, and it's making me so furious. Less than forty. The seething. The nerve hatred. of Austin to schedule a wedding <laughs> during snowfall. You know, two days ago it was seventy-five degrees. degrees. <laughs> We're wearing old. shorts to Motherfuckers, work. Motherfuckers, I had eighty down where I was at. This is bullshit. <laughs> the nice thing is. We're going to be inside the same building most of the day. So, thank God. So, it, it, it's not a story involving you, but you're <laughs> in the general vicinity. It involves one of your groomsmen. Now, time out. This is this is from this is from the brilliant mind that brought you. It's the same sport because it's involved running. So when he says the same vicinity, it means I we were both in the United States at the same time. <laughs> well, okay. Ish. Well, my groomsmen. One of your groomsmen. Is it Mikel? It's right. Mikel. You oh, you know Michael. you already know what story oh, I'm talking about. Is it about. the rear naked joke? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, for those of you that don't know, I don't know if we ever went into detail about this, but um, when me and Austin were still in school, we'd go over to his place. Um, oh, we've never talked about it because the first and second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, well, I'm talking about it's it. Okay. Because we have a lot of new faces. Um. So we'd go over and we'd do some form of weird backyard wrestling where we'd set up a boom box outside, swap out CDs for everyone's intro mm-hmm. and nice. and and come out and 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 do our thing and we'd wrestle on Austin trampoline and that was the highlight of it. Those shitty foam championship Ooh, belts you uh, get from Walmart. There you I go. mean, a part of it was because Austin wanted to bang his neighbor behind him. Boy, that seems to be a reoccurring theme. <laughs> Austin wants to bang, and Austin not wants not bang. just Austin not, wants to bang, not just one of them, but both of them. Okay, both Austin of, wants to bang. Okay, two sisters, both very attractive. Uh, one of them, I was deeply, deeply in love with. Yeah, Rachel, <laughs> she listens to the podcast. That's another theme. Oh, <laughs> she does. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was thinking of Mandy, but <laughs> no, oh. I was yeah. Rachel was why. Like, oh well, it, yeah. either way, for either years way. Rachel was like the God. If I could just get Rachel to like think I'm not a loser. And you know how I'm going to do that? My- I'm going to backyard <laughs> wrestle. I'm going to rock bottom this fucking wrestle buddy every afternoon and, for seven years. I'm going to hit the razor's edge right now. When I tell you he had this shit planned out, like we'd sit in the in the back sunroom and he'd sit there and be like, all right, they're going to be outside. And so we're going to do this, this, and this. And they're definitely going to pay attention to us then. So... Um, I wasn't here for this, but uh, it's a story I'll never forget where um, Austin had invited uh, someone who is currently in the Coast Guard mm-hmm. as a uh, drill instructor now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was wrestling. I'm cutting in for just a second. Do you remember when we were just talking about... Um, how I'm good luck buck and girls that I dated, they lost their virginity to the very next guy they dated. Oh, nobody. Even though I didn't even get kisses. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls I dated, she dated this Coast Guard guy. And so this was, this was part of my revenge. Yeah. So um, there was a match set up between Coast Guard and Mikkel. And I don't know all, all the specifics, but I just know the end result, which is the best fucking thing in the world to me. Um, 
Mikel decided he was going to do a rear naked choke on Coast Guard. And Coast Guard uh, didn't want to tap. And and, uh, did he end up passing out? Yeah. (laughs) So let me fill in the blanks for you. So... We'll go back in the story a little bit. Wait, this feels I, like a crime scene. Yeah. I know the yeah. I, well. I know the end result of what happens. I feel like we're uh, we're past the statute limitations at this point. <laughs> um, no one, no one is getting sued, as my uh, my son, my son would say. Um, <laughs> so great. So we set up this match between Michael, Mikel, and uh, and Coast Guard. Uh, Coast Guard, as you might expect, because he's in the U.S. military. Uh, he's a big guy. Was a big guy, and uh, also uh, was throwing out some very homophobic slurs at my my brother. Um, just and not yep. not to be homophobic, just as like a trying to rile him up. At the time, my brother had not come out as a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, Breaking kayfabe, so brother. He calls him the uh, the F word. The word you don't say. And my brother gets super pissed off. Um, Jason uh, shoots in for a takedown. A tackle. Coast Guard? Uh, Coast Guard. Yeah. I already Coast said his name earlier in the podcast. Oh, it's Jason Krosick. Oh, okay. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> uh, my brother gets him in a guillotine, right? Takes him to the ground. Pulls guard basically with a guillotine. Then transitions to take the back, gets him in a rear naked choke, and does not let go. Here's the problem with your story. Jason does tap out. <gasps> oh yeah. My brother refuses to let go because he just called he just got called the F word. So he refuses to let go. Jason's dead. My brother, <laughs> well, my brother, he, he my brother keeps this choke on until he feels this man much larger than him just go limp. Uh, Jason passes out, blacks out. I've never seen someone out this long in my life. I'm like, someone just died on our trampoline. <laughs> this is going to be a story to tell. <laughs> so Michael gets off the trampoline and Jason comes to. He sits up. Kind of looks around and he's like, <laughs> you can very clearly, like, you can tell that he's thinking to himself, like, what how the happened? fuck did I get even, why am I in this backyard? <laughs> he he looks around and he sees everyone there. And then he looks down at his own pants. And this man had pissed himself. And it is as if he had not used the restroom in like, oh, three weeks. The amount of piss <laughs> in, this, it's in this man's pants. It's just, it's tremendous. It's really tremendous. Boy, that was not where I was thinking so, this was going to go see, when I, you said he looked down at his pants. My, my, my thing was like, I, I was going to ask if you guys did like the break the egg game where you guys like bounce his limp ass body. <laughs> like, no, I understand why. It's everywhere. So. Uh, so yes. So then um, that happened. Uh, he pissed his pants in front of many people. Um, and it was very embarrassing for him. This was actually before, this all happened before he, I'll tell an embarrassing story about myself. Um, this is all before he dated one of my exes, my junior year of high school. Um, so her and I met like right before my sophomore year ended at like a music competition. And then 
um, we were we were both like volunteering because our school hosted that music competition. So we have a lunch break. I take her out for lunch because I'm like, you super cute. Um, and then we date all summer. And then literally like a month into school, uh, we we split because do you remember do you remember when I went to music camp every summer for a week and was just a slut? Um, <laughs> yeah, trend. That trends. And then um, <laughs> trending so topics. I went to I, we had started dating like a few weeks before I went to camp, and then I went to camp and I was a slut. Um, and then she was like, "What do you do at this camp? And who is Bridget?" Um, <laughs> uh, and so. She found out that I had done some things with uh, a girl that I do things with at that camp once a year, um, and she it's was true. very upset about it, understandably so. But I was a junior in high school, and I hadn't discovered Prozac yet, so I didn't handle that breakup well. She starts dating Jason, and, 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 and there's a little bit of uh, racism factor in here as well, I think. Her mother is racist. Yeah. In fact, I know her mother's racist, but that's... Not the point. Neither here nor there. Um, because she wouldn't let she wouldn't let Bree like walk to my house and just hang out like on the trampoline or in the backyard, just hang out in in our tiny little town of eighteen hundred people. And we dated for like five months, but the week after she starts dating Jason Krozek, they get to go in his little fucking Dodge Avenger to Corning, which is forty five minutes away for a uh, football game. And I'm like, well. I'm also er, responsible and know how to drive. And so what, what's the deal here? Not the point. So speaking of this Dodge Avenger, it is the is homecoming of my junior year. We come back after playing in the marching band. And when you come back, you have to like go past this row of cars and then into the back door of the band room. And we notice that uh, Jason Krozik's Dodge Avenger has the sunroof open and me and all my friends simultaneously agree that we are going to fuck this car up. (laughs) So we, we get toilet paper, we get fucking baby powder or flour. I think it was flour. Um, we, we saran wrap the car, like all the way around, like from the, not only around, but mm-hmm. like crawling under the car and like <laughs> Good God. from the bottom. Right. Um, he has a bug guard or a bra mm-hmm. on his car. So I decide that the, uh, the fucking piece de la resistance, uh, is I'm going to stand on the hood of the car. We're going to stuff the bra with toilet paper, <laughs> and then I'm going to piss down his hood. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> God damn it, dude. He's a terrible person. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, and, and all of this, like, it was like, it was toilet paper, and it was flour, and all of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> the toilet paper and the flour, once I piss on it, it like combines mm-hmm. into this fucking like paste. glob, like paste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you made paper mache with yes. your own piss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly God, you paper mache his fucking car. <laughs> I created a new element. Oh my god! <laughs> so, 
You're an alchemist now. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> power. <laughs> you know we pissing on who? <laughs> maybe, maybe I would be good at D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, so we go inside, and I have flour on my hands, apparently, which I didn't realize. And <laughs> I start dancing with, um, I can't think of her maiden name, but she's Melanie Davis now. And uh, who was a friend of Bree's. That was my other revenge. I was like, I'm going to fucking take your, like, your best friend to, pro- or to homecoming. So I dance with Melanie. And I get flour all over her black dress. <laughs> yep. Okay? Yep. So this happens on a Saturday. Monday night, I get home from cross-country practice. And uh, there is my grandmother's vehicle on the road in front of my house there's my grandfather's truck in the driveway and then parked behind my grandfather's truck is the chief of police and he says hey did you have anything to do with like vandalizing this vehicle and i was like no and he was like, then why are your handprints on Melanie Davis's homecoming dress? And I was like, oh, I was out there, but like, I just, I was trying to clean, uh, and like I wiped away the flower. I'm a horrible liar. I was doing Coke <laughs> and the Coke residue was on the if we're, hands. If we're being honest, me playing fucking patty cake and a pile of cocaine probably would have been easier to explain <laughs> to my grandparents than I pissed on a car. <laughs> so the the chief of police leaves. My grandfather is a very prominent member of the community. I never hear from this cop again, but my, it's probably because my grandfather was like, let's make this go away. <laughs> I'm going to make you a fucking offer you can't refuse. <laughs> ah. So I never hear from this again, but for the next like two months, the only thing I can think of is, can they extract DNA from piss? <laughs> the answer to that is yes, can they, absolutely. Can they, can they extract DNA from piss Play-Doh? <laughs> Side note, do you think piss mache. Terry Buckner was the mafia of Greenfield, Iowa. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. No, I don't think you understand. Okay. When I say I he's a, he was a pillar of the community, mm-hmm. my man, um, <laughs> yeah, my man, uh, <laughs> city council, <laughs> mayor pro temp, which means like if, really? if the mayor dies, he's next in fucking mm-hmm. line or he sits in if the mayor's not yeah. there for meetings. Yeah. He was on the county fair board. Oh, wow. He was on the school board for like 15 years mm-hmm. as the president. Oh, shit. Um, didn't get voted into the school board and then became president. <laughs> Got voted in day fucking one as the president of the school board. Nice. Um, he was a member of the Lions Club. Mm-hmm. He owned his own accounting business and did like everyone's taxes in the entire county. That That, that was probably it, dude. Oh, he, he was, was like, like, I know what you're fucking doing. Yeah. yeah. He, he pulls Austin aside down. and he says, if you fuck this up for me, <laughs> but I the, swear to God, you will disappear. But the best thing about my grandfather is every year we would have a basketball game where we would have a, a dinner before the basketball game mm-hmm. and a pie auction. Yeah. And like, if you've ever grown up in a small town, then you know like auctions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the school 
the public school runs the community. Yeah. Like all of the events, like the, the Friday night football game is like the biggest event of, you know, of the week. And so we, or the basketball game, because our, our basketball team was really good. And so we would have this pie action and like the pies that you, you could, you could just get from a friend or like yeah. you could just buy at a store for five bucks. They would go for like $375. Yeah. My grandfather made, I mean, he would, he would come in with just like six or seven pies and he was just like the, the greatest nice. baker. Um, really? Like, yeah, he was amazing. Fuck like, yes. like I, the way that I feel about Pella Mm-hmm. is like a tenth of the way that he felt about Greenfield. Yeah. And the thing is, I love Pella because Pella is a lovable city. Yeah. My grandfather loved Greenfield and that place was a shithole. So <laughs> more on, more, you know, good on you. Um, but yeah, so I think a lot of like the wanting to do good for the community, mm-hmm. I take that all from him. But uh, at the time he was, he was not, uh, he was not proud of his boy. At that, I, I'm sure he was like, why the fuck did we adopt you? If you're going to keep doing this bullshit, making us look bad. We're going to get this kid in an art class if he wants to make paper shit. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a body shop class. Good so, <laughs> so I do Old have another tech. story. that I, uh, Jesus. I don't like this. I think, it, I think it was, look. You signed off on this. I thought it was a great idea at the and time. Goes, I'm going to be silent and, the and whole then, time. I'm just going to be here checking levels. <laughs> so if I remember... Well, Mikhail was supposed to be here. <laughs> so if can't I just re- leave a mic untouched. If I remember correctly, it was during another homecoming. I'm a rat bastard at homecoming, apparently. <laughs> um, it involved you. Of course. Uh, Matthew Freeze. Uh-huh. And Jack Stamper. That's the crew. Yep. You will you will get to meet my high school best friends. They're mm-hmm. and I mean if you guys love John, if you love Trevor, like they're, they're the same type of people. <laughs> and Sweet fucking psychopaths. I mean that trends. Again, I wasn't there. I just heard stories, but I, I can just imagine the the look. Um so Matt Freeze's dad, uh if I if I remember the story correctly. William. Yep. He um <laughs> He had gotten a, a this nice red convertible for for the the dance. Wait, wait, wait. is this another car related homecoming story? Yes, it is. <laughs> God because damn, you are that consistent. car that car did not last long. If I rem- if I remember the story correctly, um, essentially they were getting ready to leave for homecoming. They were going to show up in this nice red convertible. And they end up backing out of Freeze's driveway and running into a car. Ooh, time out. Okay, I'm going to fill in the blanks for you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the story. I remember the so, story. This, was, uh, this was my junior year prom. Yep. Okay. Uh, another small town. I don't know if it's a small town thing, but it's a small town thing for us. So we do this grand entrance. So everyone mm-hmm. rents or finds a, a family member that has like a beautiful old car oh. or like a Mercedes or something. And they all drive these fucking idiot 16 and 17 year olds drive these fucking amazing cars. Right. Oh, no. Infuriating. So did you know that you have to be real gentle with the brakes on a 1964 <laughs> Chevy Impala? Oh, Cause God. I sure as fuck didn't. <laughs> so we are just whipping that thing around. I take this unbelievably attractive woman named Samantha from Winterset. That's my homecoming, or my sorry, my prom date. So we we do a big dinner with uh, with Jack Stamper and his family, and Matt Freeze and his family, Tim Green and his uh, date, which I think might have been Christine Dunn. 
Um, hi, Christine. That and, sounds uh, about right. And then Matt and uh, Brie Thaden. So this Brie Thaden girl is uh, involved again. Um, but anyway, uh, we do this big dinner at their house. Bill, Matt's dad, cooks for us like my grandpa bakes stuff. It is fucking amazing. Everyone has left. I'm the last one to leave because I pulled all the way into the driveway. They have a long driveway and it's very, very steep. I don't know or didn't then the concept of an emergency brake. So also I, I fucking destroyed the transmission on this car. Um, so I, I, the car is in park. No. Say if it's rolling, it would be neutral. Yeah, probably maybe a neutral. It might have been a neutral. Yeah, because it's. Oh, I know. I know. No, no, I know what it was. I know what it was. I had my foot on the brake. Mm. My foot on the brake to switch gears. Yeah. I switch it into reverse. My foot's still on the brake, Mm -hmm. and it starts rolling down. (laughs) So my dumbass, like again, I don't know the concept of an emergency brake. Um, so I just shove it right back into park. Okay, and I don't think anything of it. I'm like, that was weird. But everything's fine. <laughs> we go to leave. And again, I don't know the concept of an emergency brake. I put it in reverse. I can't get it to stop rolling backwards. I roll all the way back into, um, I cannot think of her last name. Brittany, her dad was like a dentist or a doctor or something. Brittany, uh, whatever. It, this doctor had bought his daughter like a brand new, like 2006 Ford, uh, Ford Taurus. No damage to the 1964 Impala. <laughs> Fucking destroyed this, this Ford, Ford, or Ford Taurus. This collision happened at maybe four miles an hour. <laughs> like, you know... um. You know the steamroller scene from Austin Powers where he's just like, no, and like he has every opportunity to like keep it from happening. Um, That's what could have happened with me had I known how to drive a car, but I was 16. Uh, (laughs) So I did not know how to drive a car. Um, So I'm rolling backwards and everyone's just like, put your phone on the brake, the emergency brake. I'm not hearing any of this. And I roll into this car at like four miles an hour. I'm freaking out. Um, but the positive side of that is that Jack's, uh, father tinkers around with cars a lot. So, and their old house where they used to live, like it's a little trailer home out in the country and then surrounded by acres of just cars and Mm -hmm. parts and whatever. So Jack got his hands on this old car with suicide doors. So instead of driving my own car, my date and I sat in the back of that car. Oh. So Jack pulls up, gets out, lets me out. And then we do this like three, two, one countdown. And then we open both doors at the same time and nice. our dates get out. So it actually ended up being a really cool grand entrance, which mm-hmm. like for the families and like the ones that want to take photos, like that's the coolest part of the prom for them. Cause they don't yeah. get to come in and watch fucking teenagers grind on each other. So <laughs> like they just, they get to see like the cool stuff, like the PG stuff before all the, you know, spiked Kool-Aid and sexual tension. Um, but yeah, so, so yes, I destroyed yeah, that and, fucking Yeah, and car. the way I heard it was, you know, what happened? 
And then the way they described how Austin dealt with it afterwards was probably the most magical part of that story because he had backed into it and they said they saw it happen and they said they saw what Austin did, which was yeah, and just sit in the car with his head. Just... I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm so he was defeated. I just took my hands off the wheel and put my head down. I was like, well, just brace for impact. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So I was I was trying so hard to impress this girl I was with because she was like, uh, she I knew her through like a mutual friend. I didn't know her super well, and then she from sports had known a bunch of like the super popular girls at my school, and I, as expected, was not a popular human. <laughs> so uh, she like hung out with them, and then I, uh, did stuff with Bree. Do you remember, uh? Do you, Do you remember, remember when, when like, out of all of our friends, I was, like, the only one driving? What's it? And I stole your car? No. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's not what I was getting. At, was when you, me, and... uh was not a good person. <laughs> when you, me, and Tom Wiggins drove around in that brown van I had. <laughs> yes. Like... We, I mean, we got into trouble with that thing because we drove out to uh, Three Mile, mm-hmm. hung out at the lake there, and, and did fuck all. Uh, man, my parents weren't happy with me when we <laughs> didn't we. Oh my god, didn't we drive it out to Atlantic one time, and my parents were pissed. I went to Atlantic every weekend to record. I don't know if you came with me one time, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Last uh, last automobile and embarrassing story because we're at an hour that I want to tell. I was going to say, I got one more story too. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so in the, uh, in the times that we're in currently, moving past COVID, mm-hmm. do you remember the last infectious disease that was real big back when we were in college that uh, cemented our friendship? The fucking... What's it called? H one N one. Oh, I thought it was a clap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. Listen, so this story involves me giving Dustin the clap. That's all. It's five all stars. Whole, no, no. It's a, it's a whole different story. No, sir. No. Okay, so what? We were pretty new friends at that point, right? Uh, how this didn't completely derail. The friendship is beyond me. <laughs> yeah, we were we were pretty like fresh hanging out, and this was around the same time that playing SmackDown versus Raw was the shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. It was at it was in my dorm, right? It was at your dorm. Yeah. Yep. Come over. And you're hanging out, and we're gonna play SmackDown and Raw. And that's that was the plan that afternoon. We're just gonna play SmackDown. We're gonna make our characters. We're gonna have a whole fucking good time. This guy shows up. He's like, man, I'm not feeling great. I go, yeah? He's like, I don't know, man. I just feel hot. He's like, can you take me back to my dorm? I'm like, sure, fine. Whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. I was like, I get it. Later, that, Was it later that night or the next day? I get a phone call from him. So, hey, man, um, I went to the... The, the the doctor on campus here and I've got 
H1N1, the swine flu. And he's like, you might want to like keep an eye out. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fine. It's a week before Thanksgiving, by the way. It's a week before we go on Thanksgiving break. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. And I had just gotten into a relationship with my current wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I say current wife, but my wife. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't don't hate me. Okay. Um, and She was my wife back then, too, but she yeah. still is now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, please, for the love of God, please do not get me sick right before Thanksgiving as I'm taking my wife and her infant child to meet my family for the first time. Lo and behold, Austin's better, what, three days later? I mean... He fucking turned around on a dime. He's like, oh, I feel great now. And then I get sick. Your boy sick. drinks that orange juice, you know what I'm saying? I get sick with this fucking H1N1, and I was sick for three months. What the fuck? Uh, it, hit me like, it hit me worse than anything I've ever been sick with before, and I show up to my family Thanksgiving which was weird in itself because they decided to do a different th- themed Thanksgiving this year where instead of the normal like turkey and you know the normal Thanksgiving stuff they're like we're going to do prime rib let's go and fucking like garlic mashed potatoes oh, and garlic that. butter on the fucking prime rib steaks and i am sick as a dog <laughs> the one and, year <laughs> and i'm like i'm sitting here looking at this stuff and it looks delicious, mm-hmm. and it smells delicious, and all I could think of is, I'm going to throw up right now mm-hmm. in front of my family with my wife, who is sitting at the kitty table because they didn't have space, <laughs> because all of my family was there. Oh, and so we get through this, and I probably leave the table three or four times to go vomit, mm-hmm. And we're leaving, and I'm like, that motherfucker gave me swine flu off of a SmackDown versus Raw game. <laughs> why? Why is why? why is this happening? I want to let you know, my Thanksgiving that year, fucking great. He's <laughs> <laughs> such and, a piece of shit. And I, I swear, I, it was like it, it, it I. It had to be three months where I just Jeez. could not kick this shit. Every day I wake up, I'm like, I'm still sick. Here, Austin is posting on Instagram. And Austin's like, what's yeah, up, bitches? My life. He's like, I'm going to go out drinking tonight. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to sit here so and try not to cry because same, I hurt so bad. The same advisor that I was talking about earlier, Laura Widmer, um, she got H1N1 around the same time and hers got so bad that she was hospitalized. My God. Fuck her, to, it was and bad. And had to retire due to disability from her illness. What the fuck? Oh my God. They got sick around like the same week and I was like, did I <laughs> kill Laura Widmer? In her career? Yeah. She, she got better and she is now like the director of the Collegiate uh, or Associated Collegiate Press. God, so she's doing fine. Nice. Oh, such a terrible fucking person. She's so doing great. How is Amy marrying you? I'm scared when I'm around you because I never know. Like, I'm during COVID, I was like, I don't know if I want to go see Austin because if I end up getting COVID from him, I'm going to die. Yeah. So, I mean, as much shit as we've been through together, I'm glad you haven't killed me yet. 
I'm trying One my best. One week later. Not to. I'm trying my best so, not to. But tonight's the wedding, so we'll <laughs> see what happens, I guess. So just for context, because now that you brought up the fact that you stole my car, do you remember what car it was? I don't. I just remember... It was um, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. I just remember um, you were the only person that drove to that function, because we were all like 15. Yeah. And uh, because I was responsible, uh, I stole your but, car and I went to come and go. Yeah, I brought it back. <laughs> well, I brought it back. You're a dick. Something <laughs> new, something borrowed, something blue. <laughs> I borrowed your car. I borrowed your new car. Yeah. Was it blue? No, it was black. No, no, it was it was like a dark, dark gray. Yeah, like a charcoal. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Any other stories before we wrap this up about how much of a dick I am? No, I'm just. Trying to wrap my head around the fact that Amy stuck with you as long as she did. I'm trying to figure out why I have friends at all. <laughs> so it was pretty hit and miss for a while yeah, there. Well. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, you're not gonna believe what happened today, but uh I think I'm having a kid. I'm a what? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think she's pregnant. Uh, dude, I'm on my way to St. Louis right now for a concert. Can I talk to you later? So, Dude, I'm freaking the fuck out right now. I, I think I'm having a kid. <laughs> I want to let you know that I do my best to be like the most mature person in most situations externally when I'm freaking out internally. So externally, I uh, Kaylee gets this call or calls me and she's like, and we weren't even like really dating at the time. We had kind of broken off and she was like, I haven't slept with anybody else. Uh, I got really sick at the Iowa State Fair, which is not a great place to get sick at. No, it's and a she, lot of butter. She came. Oh <laughs> we're she, not talking about butter right now. <laughs> oh, we're, we're talking about a certain kind of butter. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> My man ate an ounce of uncensored butter. <laughs> so, uh, so she's like, I came home. I took a pregnancy test. It was positive. I haven't slept with anybody else. It's definitely yours. So externally to her on the phone, I'm like, listen, we're going to deal with this in a mature way. Like, and she knew the the situation. Like I grew up without my parents. Like, I'm not gonna like fucking abandon my kid. Like we're, we're linked forever now. And I was like, well, we'll get this taken care of. Like you can swing by my apartment. We'll chat about it. We'll figure out what we're going to do. And then we disconnect. I put the phone down. And I go to the bathroom and I just scream fuck at the top of my lungs um, because I was, I mean, I was not in a good place when she got pregnant with, uh, with Kingston. And now he is just like the smartest, Dude. sassiest fucking little asshole. He's, he's you. Kid. He's so yes. adorable. He is. Yeah. Kenta is, I mean, I love Kenta too, mm. but he like... I love all the energy he has because he's probably going to be like a little athlete and he's going to be involved in like a lot of different activities. I'm sure of it. But like Kingston is more like my speed Mm -hmm. because he'll actually sit down and he'll have like a conversation with you. And yeah, it's fucking love that kid. And then you guys will meet Carrick, who is their little brother, Mm -hmm. my kind of like third adopted child. And that boy has the cutest goddamn face of any human (laughs) I've ever met. Nice. So So, I, I do have probably one more. One more story. Go for it. Go um, for it. We'll end it on this. Better be a good one. 
Don't fuck up. Well, shit. No, <laughs> no pressure. Dude. Magnificently. Um. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> right. You motherfucker. And on I'm, that so, time. I'm so sorry. No, um. How about this? How about this? You tell a quick, embarrassing story of each of us. Now that, no, don't do that. And that. We're not here about that. And then I'll, I'll see if I can't come around. To that I don't story. know if I can tell the actual story, but I'll try to like come up with a topic and then you guys tell the story if that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drew, we'll start with you. Why did you date a stripper? Oh, God. That was a <laughs> fucking terrible life choice. Um, the glitter and the moonlight just hit her just <laughs> the right. The thing is, though, was that the last girlfriend you had before Mercedes? I mean, I, I dated someone in between, but yeah, yeah, it was. It was not great. So the last girl that I dated before I found Amy was the worst person I've ever dated in my life. So, you know, I, I, I will it was say, your bad luck check. It was, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, she fucking sucked. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she did. Oh, well, not in that way. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so she was also a Miss Missouri candidate. Oh, so yeah. Goodness. Um, I, I met her because she Got won a local the, celebrity on her hand. She won the local, like Miss Missouri competition and was going to move on to the next one. And so I interviewed her and then we were like, Hey, do we want to go out on a date? And we did. And she told me she was a stripper and I was like, it's whatever, man, you got to work. I'm I guess. In love with the stripper. I mean, it, it was, it was. Not that. <laughs> You're like, in this economy? I'm just this glad economy? you have a job. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, nah, man. She was abusive as fuck, dude. Would not, would not recommend. Well, that got dark. Yeah. I was expecting a better story yeah, about, no, was, man, nah. she'd come home and then she'd do a little this and that. Mm-hmm. But no, no, fuck no. She beat there, the shit out of me pretty regularly. There man. was glitter everywhere. <laughs> I still pick glitter out of my teeth. <laughs> I don't know where it goes, but it comes back every single every time. Every time I get a, a waff of Axe body spray, <laughs> oh, are we? It, it triggers my Vietnam PTSD. <laughs> waff. You know what that sounds like, right? Genesee Queef. Genesee Queef. This is the most queefable beer in the world. <laughs> you were there. You were, you, you were only with us at the last bar, right? Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, so. God. John and his uh, wife are like beer snobs. Very and so much. when they came down to your wedding, they stopped at a brewery, <laughs> like in Upper Iowa, and then so they stopped there again on their way to Pella, right? And so apparently on this like it's called Tapped. It's a beer app, and you can rate different craft beers. Oh, that yeah. fucking tracks, dude. They yeah, yeah they, they were like sitting it's, there. Oh fucking my god, it was ridiculous. Going and at so, it. It's um. <laughs> John is great. I love John. But like when we were at the cocktail lounge, he was like, "This is okay." And then as soon as we stepped into this fucking craft beer bar, he was in his with element. fucking long boards and snowboards and bicycles hanging from the ceiling. He was like, "I fucking love this place." He goes outside in like power fist. He's like, "Fuck yes!" So here's what happened: you can rate things, and you can put keywords like hoppy or malty, chocolatey, chocolatey. One of them is. Quaffable. Quaffable. And his wife did not remember that word. And she described the beer as queefable. Queefable. <laughs> it's very it's a very queefable beer. It's an airy beer. It's very airy. And uh Drew and coined the term 
Je ne sais quoi. It's got a little. It's got a little je ne sais quoi about it. And we laughed for twenty five minutes straight. There was a lot of laughter. Looked Annika, who I've ever I've only met her maybe twice before. I looked her dead in the windows of her soul and said, "This is one of the better pussy farting beers I've ever had." It was so. Um, so I, I remember what I was going to say. Go for it. Glad the, um, glad the queef beer story got you there. No, no, I was trying to think back of like where in the conversation I, I had this idea. So, um, when Austin got arrested and put in jail, <laughs> <laughs> segue. What a way to start a story. That's queefable. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> when he got arrested and put in jail, um, I, uh, I was uh, in downtown Des Moines at the time, hanging out with someone we both we both knew yeah. who was currently living with me, um, and we were just out to have a good time. You know, uh, Austin was working at... My bad news ruined their good time. <laughs> that trend. Well, well, it didn't bother me because it didn't happen to me. <laughs> no, it did not. But he... I think Fucking he used... Trevor Holder, ladies and gentlemen. I think known he for his used... world-famous empathy. <laughs> he, I think he used his, his one and only phone call to get a hold of me to see if I could bail him out of jail. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm a, I'm a little strapped right now. I can't help you. Um, <laughs> Gotta start an OnlyFans. <laughs> and then what? Like two weeks later, when he finally gets out of jail... I was not in jail for two weeks. <laughs> I was in jail for 15 hours. <laughs> Five years later, he gets out of jail. Well, okay, okay. It's teardrop about, tattoos. About, fucking Rikers. About, <laughs> about two weeks after it happened. Let me let me correct that. Oh, about, okay, okay. About two weeks after it happened, um, he finally uh, gets his mug shot that Polk <laughs> County... <laughs> now, now, normally, uh, an employer would look at someone that got put in jail and be like, mm, uh, you're out. But um, Daniel, being the probably nicest dude you'll ever meet, I was like, no, we'll keep you on. We, we like you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, kept him on. And so when Austin came back to work, which wasn't very long after, um, he, he was going around just showing his mug shot. <laughs> Look who made the Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him being super pissed off with a buzzed head. He's like... Yeah, uh, that makes sense. This is a fucking inconvenience. <laughs> I just, I'm. T- I got arrested while I was asleep. <laughs> I had no pants on. Damn it! <laughs> it just, it just reminded me that I was his one and only phone call, and I was like, Aww. "Well, them's the breaks, kid." <laughs> Best friends ever. Hey, man, sorry, I'm busy. Can you All call right. back later? <laughs> All right, so we did Drew's story, and it's uh, uh, left to me and ooh, Dustin. Fuck. So you got to come up with it. I'm trying to think of an embarrassing story for both of you. I mean, I, I did eat a whole ball of butter last night. <laughs> let's, hey, let's just go with that one. So good. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk. Okay, so <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> this is this is by the way, probably other than Genesee Queef. 
my favorite moment of this weekend so far. <laughs> we weren't even drinking yet, man. I know. We were at fucking yeah. dinner. Stone at the, cold sober. We're at what? <laughs> what's a ball of butter. What was it called? The Schulte House? Schulte House. Schulte House. Yeah. Okay. And they had this wonderful catered dinner. You go in there and it's like, it's like a, it's like you're going to eat at a family house and they've got a whole line here and you go in there's like salad and they've got pastas and sauces and everything. <laughs> Excuse me. Right here by the front is bread and rolls. And then there's this little container. And there's these tongs next to the container. And I look in there, and Drew's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I look in there, and I was like, oh, look. They've got these little, like, mozzarella cheese balls. I was like, oh, well, I love cheese. So I'm like, I thought they were fucking mints. Yeah. I didn't see I thought they were like graduation mints. No, I thought they were fucking textured mozzarella cheese balls <laughs> to go. Textured Dude, cheese they, balls. I don't know. I was like, this you is a fancy bitch. This is, I was like, this is a bougie as fuck place here anyway. So I was like, so I'm like, I reached in there with the tongs. I was like, I'll grab one. It's fine. I was like, man, these are slippery as fuck. Though. I, was like, this thought, one, I was like, these are fresh mozzarella balls. You thought we ordered debossed cheese? I was like, what the fuck? And so I put it on the plate and I get the rest of my stuff and we go back to sit down. And it's it's me and Austin, Amy, Drew, Mercedes, mm-hmm. and the boys. And there and that's the very first thing. I pick this thing up. I'm like, man, this is slippery. I pop it in my mouth. I bite down on it. And I go, Man, that's really salty. <laughs> I take another bite of it. I'm like, that's fucking butter. <laughs> that's not cheese at all. And then my dumb <laughs> my dumb ape brain goes, I'm going to say this out loud in front of everybody. <laughs> Guys, the balls are butter. They're not cheese. And everyone looks at me like, I'm an idiot. I'm like, wait, did yeah. everybody else know that that's yeah, butter? Yeah, we picked up on that button. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, we didn't know we had to say it out loud. And I said that shit out loud. And I... I was like, did I really yeah. just eat a whole ounce of butter, a <laughs> ball of butter? Uncensored <laughs> butter. me so greatly to you. I was like, life. well, all right, there we go. This is <laughs> this is how we're going to start the night. <laughs> and we're stone cold sober. Stone cold sober. <laughs> and I have my moment of glory eating a ball of butter. That was my queefable moment. Ah, story for you. Yeah, this it's gotta be a good one. One that we haven't told. I'm trying to think of like embarrassing things that you've done. I'm sure there's plenty. If you think of something that you want to tell, you you let me know because I can't think of anything. Have we? Has he? I'm sure this has been told multiple times. But yeah. Have you really went into depth on like how we lost him in San Antonio? Meet Jesus, <laughs> the snow cone <laughs> incident, getting lost in a fucking random bathroom like a homeless person. <laughs> See, the thing is, I like could have sworn... Hobo Johnson. <laughs> I don't want to drive the van. Scones. <laughs> no. Um, have you ever heard of Hobo Johnson? I don't know. So, oh, buddy. so down in... in we a, went down to San a, Antonio a, a for story. wrestling. Uh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble and NXT. It's the yes. goddamn ramble. <laughs> and um, so the day we get down there... We decided to go out to eat. To I gotta, I gotta set the tone. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to cut in. I gotta set the tone. So we did not just go down for like a, a regular WWE arena pay per view. Mm-hmm. We went down there because it was like the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. Mm-hmm. Fifty five thousand people watching professional wrestling Jeez, in the Alamo Dome. At the Alamo Dome, yeah. It's the nice. Royal Rumble Antonio. match itself. I thought it was fifty eight. Probably. I think it was the the uh, inflated numbers by WWE. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Sheesh. they say ninety three thousand at WrestleMania Sheesh. three is probably like eighty seven. But anyway, um, we go down there because it's this big, big event. I know Trevor. Mm-hmm. I know Aaron and Zach from work. Mm-hmm. I know Dustin from college. Mm-hmm. I know John from online, but I've never actually met him. So mm-hmm. none of these people. So like Trevor knows nobody but me. Yeah. Zach and Aaron know each other from work, mm-hmm. but they only know me. Mm-hmm. Like none of us have all ever been in the same room together. Yeah. And then this man, this, uh, this man, Zach, no, you <laughs> Zach, No, um, I've met Zach before, and yeah, I believe yeah, yeah, I met yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. before. But very but, briefly. Right, right, right. So, <clears throat> we get down to San Antonio, we get checked in, and um, <laughs> we're we're trying to figure out what we want to do. So, we get down town to San Antonio, trying to figure out what we want to do for food. Had you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse before? I have not. So, I, ha- I had time. never been either, but Zach had been, and he told us the concept. Had you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I had not. So, I think it was only Zach that had ever right. been to one. And anyone anyone who knows me knows I love food. Yeah. I, I specifically love steak and, and, and just gorging myself to sickening amounts. Mm-hmm. So, when Zach told us the concept of... Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. Have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Never been to a so Brazilian the, Do you know the concept? Why, 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 why don't we say it? Because I think I do, but I'm not 100%. Okay. So it's like a buffet. Yeah. It's all you can eat, but you don't have to leave your table. You get a nice. little chip, and there's a green side, and uh-huh. green means bring me more fucking meat, <laughs> and red means... Stop. I've had gotcha. so much fucking meat. So here's the thing. Red's supposed to be don't bring me any more meat, but it's it's basically just like bring me meat, but like maybe a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, yes. Um, so we get there. We get sat down, we start eating, and um, I don't know, we're there for like... An hour? An hour, like 30 to, 30 to 45 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's starting to tap out. They're, they're <laughs> just done. It's on red. I've, I've, I've <laughs> stuffed the, myself. Because the thing is, like with a buffet, mm-hmm. you have to like walk up to the table, yeah. get what you want. You just sit there, you and they're just—it's constant. Like and they're cutting they this just, fresh, fast with it, medium rare, beautiful. Yeah, and it's everything. all on skewers, and they're like cutting it off. You have little tongs, and you're like taking a piece off at a time. The, and it, you get like little pieces of meat at a time. The mignon and the um, the top sirloin were my favorite ones. Oh my ones. god! But um, everyone's winding down. Everyone's yeah. done. <laughs> Everyone uh, but uh, just uh, Dustin and uh, John were both uh, debating on dessert. Isn't it cheesecake? It was, it so was cheesecake. Oh good. So, um, like, I, apparently, I had passed out because I just <laughs> ate so much. Where's Trevor? Like, I'm I'm at the furthest chair mm-hmm. uh, on the table, like right against the wall. So I'm like leaning against the wall, just, mm-hmm. um. They come back around and it's red, mm-hmm. and I flip it over because it's top sirloin, and yeah. I, I I grab more, and I just start eating more and more food. Right? <laughs> um, There's a film on his face. It's just like <laughs> the meat sweat. Yeah, I yeah, gotta keep bad. going. And so I, uh, John also offers me his cheesecake, which I ate happily. Um, so we we, we get out of Fogo. And these guys cannot stop talking about me 
Just being revived by me. <laughs> That's because you came back from the dead. He is risen. <laughs> me, he met Jesus and became meet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we walked around for a little bit and man, that, that it either went through me or, or <laughs> it did something, something because, uh, I had to look for a bathroom. I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a little dude. Like it had to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I we're all in. sluggishly walking around and Trevor is, I just, I disappeared. Go. Yeah. I disappeared. And, uh, I was in the bathroom for, I don't know, a good 20 minutes or so. Just shitting my brains out. And I know Zach went with me. Uh, he got out before I did. And then once we left that mall, uh, we started walking towards the Alamo and I, like everyone's like starting to regain their composure and, and just be all good. And I'm kind of sluggish uh, because, you know, I ate twice my body weight in meat. And then shat it all out. And, and <laughs> shat it all out. So like I'm drained. We start to pass by a snow cone stand. <laughs> and I remember getting a cherry strawberry snow cone. And interesting combo well while they were already still going ahead i'm back getting my snow cone they're like where the fuck did he go they look back and here i am just happily just trotting along with my snow cone (laughs) where did trevor get a snow cone (laughs) yeah no one knew where i went how i got it we just ate a hundred dollars worth of meat why is he eating a snow cone (laughs) that was the most expensive dinner i've ever had and it was the best dinner yeah it was definitely worth it yeah um so here I am desecrating the hallowed halls of the Alamo by <laughs> by the target. <laughs> yeah, by target by the target in the GameStop <laughs> eating eating a, eating a snow cone. So that is essentially the the watered down version of uh, how just, Meet Jesus became to be. I just I need you to close your eyes and picture like people are walking through these hallowed halls. Where many a man lost his life defending the Alamo. And then here's Trevor, zombieing through the Alamo, just <laughs> licking a blue and red snow cone that nobody knows where he got it from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that snow cone place like fucking disappeared too. Because it's like it's on wheels. So we're all like, where the fuck did you get this snow cone? <laughs> did Trevor just steal a snow cone? Well, the, he is the, Jesus. the best part is we had to walk back by and you guys and I was like, no, it was right here. <laughs> it's not here anymore. It's not here anymore. <laughs> Did that man just shit a snow cone? <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I perform miracles. <laughs> Any last words? Merge. Good hey. luck, Amy. <laughs> In all seriousness, we're all very proud of you. Oh, thanks, uh, this is going to be a great wedding. And just based off of what we saw last night, it's going to be fun as hell. Mm-hmm. And... How do you be, feel? How do you feel? It's going to be yeah. even more, and I, I, I'm going to say this. I mean, it's part of my like reception toast speech. But uh, and like I said a little bit last night when we did a little toast with the shots, um, like this this group of a hundred people or however many people are at the wedding, like we'll never all be in the same room again. There's there's just no there's no scenario Statistics. where that happens. Statistically, there's there's no scenario where like this group of people are all in the same building at the same time. Um, so I, I'm, I'm ready to celebrate my dick off because like above and beyond 
like celebrating this relationship and and the love that these two people have for each other and uh, like <laughs> love the fact that in in these uncertain times we got this many of our friends and family together for any reason is yeah. fucking amazing um a little advice I want to give And there's prime rib involved, so, you know. Word. A little advice oh. I want to give to you, um, being one of three married people in this room right now, mm-hmm. um, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's the best advice. <laughs> I... <laughs> that was not where I was expecting that to go, but damn, he's right, man. Yeah. yeah I, you, you and I, I don't know if I've ever, like, looked at you and waiting for like beautiful <laughs> fucking words of wisdom to come out of your mouth we've done like 40 episodes of this fucking podcast i should have known they weren't going to be but i was waiting for like holy shit he's going to say something here's profound. something look, look, here's the thing i do have my moments of, of being profound and it i usually go into it wanting to do something like that and then my brain just like Ejecto Cito cause I'm out and then I'm, I'm left with a mush that my I man, gotta try my to My man had a queefable moment. Yeah. Yeah. This was a queefable moment by Trevor Holder. No, um <laughs> Ice Cream Sunday Podcast, episode number zero four zero. A queefable moment. <laughs> uh no. I I think I think we can all agree that like we're we're happy for you. We're yes. proud of you. I'm happy for you. You've Good. You've come a long way from being uh, a degenerate <laughs> sexual deviant <laughs> sexual to being deviant. a well held together <laughs> sexual just, deviant. You yeah. sound like I was a fucking. But but at least you learned. You were a fucking whore, dude. Yeah, along the well. way, like paper macheing someone's car with your own piss. <laughs> right. Well, you know, technically, if someone would have seen that, it would have been like indecent you know, exposure. Indecent exposure. I am a sexual. Yeah. Might have been a felony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe a hate crime because he was white and you weren't. <laughs> There's no such thing as reverse racism. <laughs> racism is racism. But no, um, yeah, I think we're all I proud th- of I, you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really good day. Agreed. This is your moment. We're glad that you finally got here. We were th- starting to think you weren't gonna, but you're here, and we're gonna make the best of it. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Woo!